six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, land rock, need crypto. Told me I should bring the Glock with me, so I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Alright, welcome back everyone, Rare Candy uh, Glenn's coming a little later, got the confirmation That's good, that'll be fun uh, New guest tonight, very excited, very cool dude Sean Patrick Hazlett, that's correct, right? That's right. That's cool. right. Cool. Yeah. And you, I know you because you run a YouTube channel called Through a Glass Darkly, correct? And I got to say, guys, te- highly. Te- te- technically, yeah. it's Through a Glass Darkly with Sean because there's oh, cool. There's a user out there who has through, who already took Through a Glass Darkly oh. and he has like, but. Yeah. We it, have the same story with our, our Twitter handle. Yeah. We have Rare Candy Pod one, number one. And we're like, Dude, give the original guy. Of course, the account's not active. We're like, just please give it to us. You know, well, yeah, just give us give us some love. So we, we've been there. Yeah. I hope when they do this, like they're doing this handles thing on on uh, YouTube right now. I'm hoping they just give me through a glass darkly, but I, I doubt it. I think there's that one guy, that one user who's got it. So yeah, you know. So if you're looking, if you're looking for my channel, it's through a glass darkly with Sean. Mm-hmm. But all the logos and all that stuff are just through a glass darkly. Yeah. And it's got the it's got like the military font. I love that too for the for the guests. That's a I don't know what that's called or not. that's what I call Great it. Lakes. Great, Great Lakes. Lakes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Damn, I did, that's cool. Is there a reason it's called that or what's? Um, yeah. I I I actually paid somebody like uh, like they were gonna do it for me for like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and they put it together and they did. If you look at the more recent episodes, you see those overlays and screens. Yeah, they did all that work, and I'm like. Dude, this is this is like worth two hundred dollars. It's not. Hell I'm yeah. gonna like. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'll pay you fifty bucks because you charged me twenty. Uh-huh. But like, he did a really good job. But that's the font that he found, and I'm like, this is really, this is kind of cool. So it fits. It works well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it works well. I love it. Now your channel. Okay, so, and I know you're into also. You're also an author. You do some horror stuff. I I, I want to check that out for sure. Um you're a finance executive we don't need to go into it further than that right um you have a military background and so your channel you know we're we're starting to do this remote viewing thing on rare candy we're talking about it we're doing it you know it's it's a lot of fun um and we're doing the arv with the nfl this year you know we're gonna keep that going uh but I got—I don't know how I got into your channel, but you interview all the ex-military guys that were into remote viewing back in the day, right? How did you? The, how did you get into that? It, so, it's a sort of a I mean, not a long story, but I put together got nothing a, but time <laughs> an anthology called Weird World War Three for Bain Publishing. Cool. And I, you know, had this idea. I don't know quite where it came from. I was trying to pitch a number of different anthology ideas to Bain. The first one was like the future of capitalism. And they're like, that's not really, that doesn't fit with us. So yeah, I had this secondary idea when you're pitching an anthology, you, def, you, you, in order to, if you, if you're not a 
proven editor yet, you have to do something that only you are capable of doing, like something that leverages your background in a unique way that there's no one else in the world who kind of fits that. And so the idea that I pitched was, you know, as you know, I write some weird fiction, some horror fiction, science fiction, and some military science fiction. So I had that portion. I also have some experience with national security strategy and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the degrees I have was in, was a master's in public policy and my, you know, so I have, I have some, some knowledge of that. And then I spent five years in the military as in a unit called the 11th Armored Cavalry Regiment, which their sole job when I was there was to replicate a, what we would call the op for the opposing forces where we would run these massive conventional war games in the Mojave desert uh, at a place called Fort Irwin. It was the size of the state of Rhode Island, um, you know, roughly a thousand square miles of training area. And we would like, if you're familiar with like laser tag back in the day. Oh yeah. (laughs) So it was like a mat. It was like a a souped up version of, of laser tag. So the tanks actually had these lasers and each tank had sensors where what? if it was hit, so you could record like who you actually killed and, and, and things like that. Damn. So when I was there back in the late nineties, my job was to become an expert in Soviet doctrine and warfare. Soviet? So, yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So it was like, it was after the end of the cold war, but they still had like the, the Russians didn't change their doctrine all that yeah. much. It was the same doctrine. So I became an expert in it. Okay. So, the combination of those things was my pitch, which was, you know, what if the United States and the Soviet Union had fought a conventional version of World War III mm. um, and with some weird elements, right? And by yeah. weird elements, you're talking about like, you know, I'm just making this up, but like a, a, like a portal experiment in Montauk where yeah. some, some alien comes from a you know, interdimensional being comes in and wreaks havoc. Like how would that, Let's fucking uh, go. <laughs> yeah. In fact, there was, there was, there was one author who wrote a story about remote influencing. Um, really? It was, or, or like remote assassination, which I have no idea. If, yeah. Yeah. If that was ever explored, but yeah. he, he wrote a story, uh, Eric James Stone in the, in the back of it. But anyway, um, without kind of going into too much detail in the course of reviewing stories for that anthology, one of the authors wrote a, wrote a story about project stargate right now it wasn't really about project stargate uh it was inspired by project stargate but the story was actually not about remote viewing and this often happens as you know like people confuse astral projection with remote viewing and they're not i don't know the same thing yeah, they're not even uh, remotely, pun intended, close to the, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, there's uh, there's an episode we did on the history of remote viewing, and it explains why that has happened. So I'll just, uh, okay. I'll just say, it, say it on the show. Mm-hmm. There was a program that the uh, INSCOM, which is, I think, the Intelligence and Security Command, looked at um, at the Monroe Institute. Are you familiar with the Monroe Institute? Yes. It still exists today in is it in virginia or yeah okay yeah and you know as part of this human potential program like first earth battalion all that stuff they were looking at various ways to improve human potential and it wasn't just uh 
you know, kind of the uh, the so-called woo-woo stuff, mm-hmm. right? It was a number of other things too, like uh, performance enhancement drugs, things like that. Uh, yeah. You know, it, uh, they I think uh, according to David Morehouse, they even they even interviewed Tony Robbins at some point. Oh right? wow! It's about That's you know cool. uh, heightening human potential, right? Uh-huh. So one of the areas they looked, things they looked at was they I think Joe McMonagle retired. He went over mm-hmm. to the Monroe Institute and uh, they looked at potentially using astral projection. And there's a story. I don't know where I heard, heard the story about um, Dr. Doom. What's his name? Uh, they call they call him Dr. Doom. Now mm-hmm. he is, uh, he was part of the original remote viewing pro uh, Ed Dames. Ed oh Dames. yeah. 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 So Ed Dames um, apparently had tried it with, one of his colleagues and you know, they had a target. They were supposed to kind of do astral projection. The guy came back and guy or gal, I don't know which. And, you know, they said, okay, well, can you describe what you got? It's like, man, it was amazing. I was out of my body and I was doing this and that, Mm -hmm. but it didn't, it didn't prove to be useful from an intelligence gathering perspective. So they didn't really, as far as I know, in that particular program at Fort Meade, they didn't explore it any further. However, the reason it's confused with remote viewing is there was something called the Gateway Program at the mm. Monroe Institute um, that is sometimes confused based on some memo that some like in military intelligence officer wrote that confused the Gateway Program with Project Stargate. Anyway, the story in that um, in that particular anthology. Uh, was nominally based on Project Project Stargate, but it was like a, a you know story about astral projection essentially. Yeah. But in in editing the story, I, you know, I do background research to make sure that people aren't making things up or that things are mm-hmm. historically accurate. So I started reading about it, and I'm like, you know, uh, <laughs> can I can I curse on this or? or do I oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. All you right. Can't I, 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 I'll yeah. try to keep it tame, but I, but I'm reading this. I'm like, holy shit, they really did this. Yeah. So I started. Um, there's a there's a website on the CIA, uh, uh, or link on the CIA website, right? Mm-hmm. Which has FOIA <laughs> documents. It's called like the it's like 25 years of FOIA documents wow. yeah. uh, called Crest. And I started reading about this stuff, and I'm like, they they really they they actually did this. Like, um, oh, yeah. this was a active military intelligence program that in the army at the very least at, at Fort Meade um, in Fort Meade, Maryland. And I learned about this book called psychic warrior by someone named David Morehouse. So I'm like, I got to read this. Mm-hmm. So I started reading it and having had a background in combat arms, uh, you know, I was a, um, well, there's, this is where it gets semi-interesting. I was assessed as a military intelligence officer, but branch detailed into armor. So what that means, what that means is the military intelligence branch loans you over to the armor branch for four years. We just, you're, you're for all intents and purposes, uh, an armor officer. So tanks, you learn how to fight with tanks and things like that. But to their credit, they sent me to the national training center where I learned to fight like the Russians. And what? what you do as a military intelligence <laughs> oh. officer, right, is you have to understand how your enemy thinks and operates mm-hmm. 
So I became an expert in Russian doctrine and tactics for, you know, four years, which is why if you look at my, um, you know, YouTube channel, part of it is there's a geopolitical angle, um, which I've, you know, moved away a little bit from because people kind of only want you to focus on one niche, right? They don't want to see this other stuff, but um, if you look at some of the early episodes, I predicted what Putin was going to do before he did it. Yeah. Right. And everybody's saying, oh, he's not going to invade. I'm like, no, he's absolutely going to invade. And this is how he's going to do it. He's going to, you know, approach from these three axes, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Okay. So, so um, where was I going with this? So anyway, I, I was, I was assessed as a military intelligence officer, but I was branch detailed into armor. Mm-hmm. So I spent my entire time in the army for, uh, I was supposed to spend four years. The um, invasion of Iraq happened. They mm-hmm. put all military intelligence officers on stop loss for a year, which means you can't leave. Okay. Um, at first, my documents, like my in the system, it said I couldn't leave until 2031 mm. um, because they didn't know how long this whole thing was going to last. That was, that was in 2004, too. They're like 2031. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, in, that was in 2002 wow. because we were training for the invasion of Iraq um, in October. So we had mm. the 3rd Infantry Division showed up and we were we prepared them for the use of chemical weapons through the Karbala Gap because we thought that mm. Saddam was going to use them. Which, by the way, like, despite the official narrative, there's a New York Times article that was published, I think, in October 2014. It's called the, it's like the secret history of, of Iraq's abandoned chemical weapons. Mm. So even though everybody on NPR, uh, even Fox News said that, mm-hmm. like, we never found weapons of mass destruction. We found weapons of mass destruction. Um, okay. Pre- you know, yeah, predominantly like chemical, we- chemical, not nuclear, but chemical weapons. Um, well, 2,400 like some... sarin-tipped rockets, et cetera, et cetera. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, that's, that's fucking fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, but don't, don't believe, don't, don't trust me. Like, the New York yeah, Times has an article that you can look, verify independently. But the fact that like that's what like these narratives are like are like mind viruses, right? Yeah. Like they, oh yeah, um, people just hold, assume yeah. that, yeah, they assume the reality is, you know, don't be silly. Like we never found weapons of it. Like no, that's that's, that's yeah. completely false. Um, well, I think that's kind of one of those anything at any time a term like that gets into the lingo sphere, it kind of takes on a life of its own. I think we've seen that a lot with the COVID thing recently. You know, yeah. where it's on both sides, on any of the sides, you see these like these weird thought forms take hold and you're like, wait, what? You know, I like, I'm looking yeah. at this and I'm seeing something totally different, but these people are, you know, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's great. Well, there's a, I, I can go on a whole, not <laughs> rant, but I can go on a whole, like there's a reason all this stuff is, is happening the way it's happening. Yeah. But kind of going back to, I still haven't answered, finished answering your question. Oh, so no my, worries. My yeah. Apologies for yeah, We are so open-ended on. here. We, we'd be mad if this wasn't happening this way. So yeah, don't even worry about it. Yeah. So, so anyway, I was assessed as armor officer. I was supposed to do four years in armor and then transition to military intelligence. I didn't see anything interesting in military intelligence because the only thing that I um, feel like somebody like knocked on my window and I feel freaked out a little bit, but um, <laughs> the only, the only thing that I, um, it, you know, saw was an S2 and an S2 was like, mm you know, I had to provide a battalion with an assessment of what the, uh, you know, in the, the enemy's likely courses of action and things like that. And like, 
I, I, I just spent four years as the guy that everybody was supporting. Mm. Right. And then like, I look at this future of being for lack of a better word, somebody else's bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I, they Respect. still made me get, they still made me get a top secret security clearance and yeah. go through all that. And I left the army with a top secret clearance, but I never did anything that gave me access to anything, okay. uh, you know, remotely similar to that. However, yeah. if I had known that the army like did stuff like this, mm-hmm. I would have absolutely stayed in. Absolutely. <laughs> I would have been all over this. Yeah. Right. But I had no mm-hmm. idea. I was just like, oh, this is just the guy who gets yelled at by the colonel for not yeah. predicting what the enemy course of action was going to like. That's no fun. Yeah. That's just yeah. dumb. Yeah. So, um, well, respect for that, honestly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so anyway, I spent an extra year in the army um, and then went to graduate school from there. But, mm-hmm. you know, here it is going back to, you know, 2018. I read this stuff. I'm like, I, 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 like if I had known about this, I would have probably stayed in. So anyway, yeah. 2018, I read it. It's fascinating, but I'm still kind of going about, you know, my normal life, et cetera. But I also, you know, started reading this, this other book that um, I think I showed you before, which is, you know, you can just buy this straight up off the internet and I'm not like incented to sell it or anything. I'm Who just, did that? Who wrote that one? Remote it's game. David Morehouse. Oh, okay. That's David Morehouse too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it's just, so he, it's, he wrote that one after the psychic warrior though. That one came later. Yeah. Okay. And that's just, that's just like how to do it. Yeah. That's how to, uh, like, that's how to remote view. Now it's very, very dense. It's like a, it's like a engineering textbook. Almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, need, so I need to read that one. I, yeah. I need, I need to, it's, it's hard. Like I'm still end. not, I'm still not through it. It's hard. It's hard to, <laughs> I mean, it's very rigorous. Um, yeah. But I, I think I feel like it's one one of these things that you have to have somebody teach you because there's certain things that uh, my view of it because I, I tried I tried to I tried to teach myself how to play a guitar when I was in high school mm-hmm. and like there were things like how do you know when you're when you're tuning a guitar how do you know a note is E yeah right there's things that don't, like yeah so many factors mm-hmm. right and like without having somebody to teach you that it's it's kind of hard i'm not, I'm not yeah. saying you can't self-teach your you know you're, you can't teach yourself to play an instrument but for me like i needed to have some certainty on like how do i know what note this is how mm-hmm. this, this chord etc yeah so i think remote viewing for me feels a little bit like that way because you have to uh like how do you know you're in, a, in an alpha wave brain state how do you yeah. know yeah right like there's mm-hmm. no device that tells you really yeah. It, what brainwave state you're in. So you, and then how do you know if something that's bubbling up from your subconscious is, you know, something from the target and not your imagination? Yeah. That's right. And it's one, something right? that, re- that requires some, you know, what they call analytical overlay. So, yeah. I, I uh, you know, I think Dave, Dave I, I get along really well with, um, with Morehouse because, you know, some of the, some of the things you and I relayed privately, mm-hmm. like he, he might be on the same. Yeah. He might be on the same sheet. For but, sure. Yeah. I believe it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's certain things that, uh, you know, I think you just, you just need to learn in person so that you can like, if you have bad habits, people mm-hmm. can tell you what's, what's not working, what's working. And you just need to practice just like anything else. So anyway, that's how I got into, 
um, remote viewing. So I started, I started this podcast and I was just trying to find good guests and uh -huh. the people that I could tap into were mainly from my writing career. And then some from kind of the schools that I went to who have who subsequently gone into national security, uh -huh. um, you know, careers, either teaching at the national defense university, or even like one of my former professors um, agreed to, to be on much to my utter amazement because he, yeah. he was an amazing professor to talk about like the Russian Ukraine business. Mm -hmm. yeah, I need to listen to that when I had that, had that bookmarked and you're, the show is excellent. I mean, it's so guys, this, this, stuff, and you know, I don't, we, you know, we don't, we don't advertise stuff on rare candy. Like we don't, you know, show for any stuff, but so if we rec give a recommendation, it's, it's for real. And you got to check out through, through a glass darkly. It's such a great show. So much stuff here. A lot of this, I think with this information, a lot of this stuff, there's literally maybe only one chance to hear it in a certain domain, you know, and I think you offer that where, where this stuff is so cutting edge and it's so, it's not really hidden, but it's so underground, you know, in spite of its wide use and popularity. And it's just, just like such a, this is the definition of a rabbit hole, you know? And, and I, and I think there's a, I think there's a good reason for it. Right. So why is that? What? What do you think? Well, I mean, do you think the CIA wants suburban housewives <laughs> attending like like yeah. remote viewing meetings in Langley? Do you think yeah. they want our adversaries to do that? Do you, do uh -huh. they do you think? And again, I'm not disparaging the CIA. If I were working at the CIA or the DIA, yeah. I wouldn't want randos <laughs> like seeing, you know, seeing what our uh, capabilities are either. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I yeah. can understand it. And and the only way that you can really um you know, discourage that is just, you know, call, you say, Oh, it's woo woo. Like these, these yep. people are, these people are, are nut jobs. They're, they're, they're crazy. Like if you look at uh, the best example of that is the men who stare at, stare at goats. That I'm movie. so glad you brought that up. Yeah. And, right. Uh, like it is, yeah. it is like an, it is, you know, in terms of like, it's look, it's a, it's a funny movie. It's, it's, it's a good engaging. movie from a technical standpoint. It's like a good plot. It's got a, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's got the stars, but, you know? Yeah, but it is utterly designed to completely discredit. That's right. The remote viewing program. Yeah. Right. Like, ah, oh, look at these silly, silly people who, yeah. you know, who like General Stubble Stubblebine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he did, he did, like he was trying to walk through walls. It's completely and utterly ridiculous, right? Uh -huh. But you know, there's no, there's no effort to, you know, engage on like, well. And he's, he's he's deceased now, but yeah, you know what was what was behind that? Like, why why did he think that was a human capability? And I don't I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, right. Could it be that there was because you start to unearth some of these stories, like yeah. the Lynn Buchanan story, right, where he had mm -hmm. he had a um, psychokinetic event. Yeah, and you kind of ask him what it was. It was like, <laughs> oh, like you know, I took it down. <laughs> well, what does that mean? <laughs> well, he was at NATO. I don't know if it was NATO headquarters, but he was at like a a, a key communications node in Augsburg, Germany, uh -huh. that was meant to help coordinate. You know, twelve different. Uh, there were well, I don't know, it was twelve different countries, but multiple countries in NATO because there were twelve generals that showed up to this briefing where he was setting up this communication infrastructure, and you know, one of his colleagues screwed him right because mm -hmm. yeah you know, wanted to make him look bad and 
he, you know, he growing up always had, you know, you hear about people who report of like poltergeists where there are yeah. like lights flicker and things like that. Um, and there was actually a lot of um, like mediums in the, in the like 1800s and things like that who yeah. were claiming to speak with the dead and things like that. And um, there was a woman, uh, um, Matt, I think her, uh, Blavatsky or something like that, Madame Bl 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 ah, I'm screwing up her name, but um, she was like a Rus Russian mystic, and she and mm, you know yeah. she was she was saying something to the effect of, and by the way, this is this is what Russell this is Russell Targ's legacy, like yeah. she um, she came up with uh, the theopsony or something like that, and um, Russell Targ for your audience who doesn't know is one of the uh, laser physicists who worked at SRI and came up with, um, you know, him and how, how put off and Ingo Swan are mm -hmm. kind of the, the forefathers of remote viewing. They're the ones that came up with the protocol worked on the initial CIA contract. That was three Stan years Stanford, to, right? The Stanford Re, uh, research Institute, which is That's a, right. a private company that uh, I believe is based in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they came up with, um, you know, those, those protocols. <clears throat> anyway, what she what she was saying is like those aren't poltergeists. Like those are like you're doing that. <laughs> so yeah. he had sort of similar experiences when he was a kid. Like uh -huh. lights would flicker and things like that when he um particularly when he would get angry. Yeah. So when this guy screwed him and publicly humiliated him in front of because you know you he is like if the effect of push the go switch, like everything just like uh -huh. failed, right? Because <laughs> like this guy screwed him. Wow. And uh, as, as the sergeant was walking out, he said something to the effect of like, you know, he just mouthed, gotcha, right? Yeah. So Lynn lost, lost, like just completely yeah. lost his temper. And it, it had the, the equivalent of, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't want to be too, it was almost as if he had gotten so angry that he set off an EMP <laughs> in yeah. that in that headquarters. So everything, like everything died and it was out for days. Yeah, and yeah. it was one of those critical communications nodes that <laughs> the length of yeah. time that they went down was subsequently classified because it was a critical vulnerability yeah. that NATO did not want to expose to the Soviets. Uh-huh. So anyway, there's like, there's, there's a lot of these stories yeah. that makes me, you know, conjecture because I don't know for sure that I don't think general stubble stubblebeam like a, a three star. I don't know if he's a two star or three star general, but at least a two star mm -hmm. made him believe that it was possible. Mm. Which means that you know if somebody was levitating in India, like you have a team go in and investigate, or yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of people in the army, and when whenever these incidents happen, you know he would be alerted to to them, and he would fly them in, mm -hmm. um, and that's how he you know, got wind of um, Lynn Buchanan, who initially mm. he wanted to use as a, um, you know, to shut down Russian computers or Soviet computers. Yeah. Um, so Quick anyway. Pause. I just, everyone say yeah. hi to Glenn Rockney. Oh, just hi. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean to interrupt. My my foreman, I was, I, I'm very inconsistent work schedule. My foreman didn't particularly care for the fact that I uh, might have said I have a remote viewing podcast to go to. That didn't fly. <laughs> Didn't fly. Yeah, yeah, um, it wasn't. It, wasn't a, it didn't work. Yeah, but uh, I'm glad I glad I caught you for at least a little bit, uh, Sean, because I, I was binging the your your show today on 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 the audio feed, but uh, just absolutely love it. So huge fan. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I mean, it's relatively new and it's, you know, it takes, takes a while, but um, yeah. So the men at stare, we're talking about the men uh, who stare at goats and mm -hmm. why it's, you know, I have to believe it's a, like a disinformation campaign in order to discourage people from, <laughs> go. from, from doing this stuff. Right. Uh, so it's a lot of events. Like there's an, there's actually, an, there's the, that event where uh, Lynn, uh, I forget what his name is in the, in the movie, right. It's Lynn something. Yeah. Right. Um, he walks through that headquarters and all the computers shut off. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, but he, he busts all the computer computer networks with his mind. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that, uh, it that was happened. much worse than it, it was much worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like and a it huge wasn't, deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a huge deal that was subsequently classified. So anyway, there's uh like I think when the CIA took it over in nineteen ninety-five, they immediately, you know, kind of declared I think Jessica Utz was one of the um investigators or physicists that they hired. There were like two people they hired to to determine if there was any intelligence value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was able to conclude that, you know, it was far, far better than chance that, um, you know, th these things were working far, far better than chance. But, um, you know, the CIA basically declared that, oh, no, it never worked. It was a waste. You know, we only did, we did it for 30 years and it didn't really yield any <laughs> intelligence value whatsoever. Yeah. Like nothing to see here, move on, like, you know, crazies. So, uh -huh. um, yeah. And then Lynn, I don't know if, if, if he said this on the podcast, but Lynn said there was a one time when on the CIA's website, there was a, a like a request for uh, like a job spec for a remote viewer. And then it immediately disappeared, went away. So I don't know if they're still using this in government, but I highly suspect they are um, at the very least they're They're still using uh, you know, some of the people who were part of the original program, either pro bono or, um, you know, for, for certain taskings, I don't think like, you're never supposed to in, in any intelligence gathering operation, you're always supposed to use multiple sources and methods. You can't rely on right. just what the word of a spy. You can't rely just on remote viewing, but what they do is like stock analysts, they use kind of a mosaic, right? Mm -hmm. Where you, if, if multiple sources point to a particular, intelligence conclusion then chances are it's probably it's probably real um because again like your adversary is also trying to trick you right they're trying to put you off target and things like that so um anyway in in speaking with a lot of these former military remote viewers I, i've never you know for full disclosure i am not a remote viewer i've never i've never um been formally trained um, I've certainly learned all about the process, but like, I haven't convinced myself, like I'm not in the no phase where I know it's true, but I believe it's true based yeah. on the experiences of these, these people. Like you can't, um, it is, it is pretty difficult to just be handed an envelope and to have somebody reproduce something without any prompts other than a, an eight digit number. Yeah. Numbers. And I don't think people yeah. realize that, right. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize that it is um, there is a an untapped human ability that that we all have to varying degrees that we just don't we just don't know how to use because we can't really prove we don't really fully understand mm -hmm. the science behind why it works right there's theories and and, and things like that um, and quantum mechanics 
uh, and you know, philosophy like different religions have scraps of of truth that yeah. explain how some of this works. But to the best of my understanding, is you know we all have a, you know consciousness, and then we have a subconscious, and then there's a collective unconscious. Yeah. Um, and somehow, like our subconscious is much more intuitive. We're able to. Um, the subconscious is able to tap into that collective unconscious to see things in the non-physical, you know, non-physical space and time and training your subconscious to communicate with your conscious um, mind is kind of the key. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of how it, how it works. Well, I got to, I mean, people have been following our NFL thing and what would you say, Glenn? Like I, for me, cause I, I'm, I have an odd thing where I did have a one night impromptu learning session. I had a teacher with a group of like nine people, just a friend of ours. And it just kind of happened somewhat spontaneously. And in that night I had a perfect hit. We did like five or five or six remote viewing sessions. And one of them, it felt so weird because it feels like you're not doing anything. You're just like, okay, yeah, I think it's that. And then it was, mm -hmm. it was like a perfect hit. And I wrote an article on our Substack. It, it's free. I, I wrote, um, an article on that. And then since we've been doing the NFL thing, I feel like I have three or four like close, perfect matches for some, for some of the outcomes we've had. Uh, yeah. Would you say that's, I don't know. Well, what yeah, but I feel like some accurate. of your most accurate ones didn't hit though. Like, yeah, um, that is like, true. Yeah. Like I feel I, that, that was what was weird. Cause I remember you would, you'd send me the picks, right. And we have, we, you'd say, well, this is, this is what, you know, my mm -hmm. RV sessions, sessions did and like you'd be like this was the strongest one now of the course, strongest the, ones don't hit it's the strongest the strongest ones don't hit and i was always wondering like not not yeah. trying to blame uh the thing is is the judge off ever yeah 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 that's what well, I, that's, that's what i uh -huh. wonder you know like yeah is, is the judge off there's there's a lot of stuff at, there, there still seems to be a human element involved in just the judging right yeah like th th that that would uh could still throw it off in my opinion you know yeah yeah, yeah. like f first you have to you have the issue of your what's what's your imagination and what's your subconscious right mm -hmm. like that's a that's a that's a big issue like how do you determine what the difference is then you also have um the issue of analytical overlays right mm -hmm. so as you're as you're going through and again i'm not a remote viewer i've just read about it and i've talked to people who are remote viewers so mm -hmm. like i am by no means an expert this is just kind of what i've learned through my discussions and reading but when you're going through these um remote viewing sessions you can't let your conscious mind um overrule and influence your subconscious mind so as an example if you're seeing something that looks like a um you know like a tower or something like that um if you say like, oh, it looks like the Eiffel Tower, right? Mm -hmm. You got to like write down AOL next to you for analytical overlay. Because if you don't, what happens is your your imagination starts to take over and everything mm -hmm. you see looks like the Eiffel Tower, right? And it could just be that like you're really viewing the space, space needle yeah. and you saw like a metal, like a metallic rod reaching to the sky over, you know, granite or not granite but uh like buildings mm -hmm, and yeah. you just have to try to be as objective as possible in describing it because yeah. if you start to associate with things that aren't really there you're going to skew you're going to skew the session yeah so and that's one thing that you know i think is 
it, it takes it takes a while to learn. And even when you had to, when I talked to Lynn, when he's talking about his training, it took it takes a while to, you know, you got this you got this target right. What were you feeling? Like what mm-hmm. yeah. what state what brain weight like you know, how were you feel? Cause there's, yeah. there's a huge, I mean, it's all intuitive. It's all intuitive. Yeah. It's, it's, we're, we're socialized to be so hyper rational and analytical that mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing with remote viewing. So yeah. it's, it's hard to, to get rid of that socialization. So I've been, I, you know, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I've been running like experiments with my son and this is not mm-hmm. remote viewing, but it's, it's, um, playing with this intuitive ability. So, He's levitating the TV in your living room. No, no, it's just like it's just like simple stuff. So I'll ask him yeah. to close his eyes, and he's, you know, he's three. He's about to turn four. So, oh, cool. yeah. So he can't really vocalize any of this stuff. So I'll just say, I tested it on two things, and the two things initially were things that, you know, could he could have easily gotten right by chance. Mm-hmm. In fact. Um, you know, statistically, he'd be more likely to be right. So as an example, every time we rent a car, I'm like, what color is the car going to be? Whoa. I'm like, think about it. So he always says, you know, so I've done it twice. And every time he says white, okay, well, what percentage of cars are white? Well, at at the highest end of the range of that estimate, it's 38%. Oh, right. Wow. So so he's likely to get guessing white. Statistically, you're, you're more likely to be right than any other guess. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the first time he was right, the second time he was right too, right? But what's, yeah. what's, what's the, and, and, and the cars were both white each time, but mm-hmm. what's the probability that you're right twice in a row? It's 38% times 38%, yep. which I don't know. I don't know. What's that? 15, 14 to 16%, something like I'll that. I'll do it right now. I want to know. Yeah. Um. So, so like, can he still be right? 14%, yeah. 14%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like he's still, he's still likely to, you know, so there's not mm-hmm. too much to read into it until one day, two Amazon boxes come in. Okay. He runs over to a box and like immediately to one box and he says, Avengers book. <laughs> and, and, you know, again, my wife saw this. I did not see this. So I, 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 but I trust my wife and this is not something I ordered. It's not something she ordered. Right. It was like, it's, it's birthdays coming up. And somebody from the family sent a package. We open the box. There's an Avengers book in it. Wow. <laughs> now, could he guess there was a book by shaking it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to know that there was an Avengers book when neither I or my wife had any idea. So. Uh, he um, knew. Yeah, that's crazy. It, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a little, little, little wild. So that, like this ability yeah. is out there. It's just, um, you know, we, we don't want, and again, I'm at the very beginning of this journey, right? I like, I don't really, um, mm-hmm. I can't think of any like personal experiences where anything like that, this has happened. But again, I, I wrote a, I, you know, I, I uh, created a book in 2019 that had us fighting the Russians in World War Three, right? So, oh. mm-hmm. you know, or at least had, had, uh, you know, so there's, there's a number of, um, weird coincidences and things like that that have certainly happened but you know who knows i just maybe i just got do you think that weird imagination do you think it's easier for somebody so young just without that much life experience to to really just tap into that absolutely 
-hmm. Absolutely, because they're not socialized to right to think it's crazy, right? Yeah, like they're I have socialized. preconceived notions about literally everything. You know what I mean? Like I can, right. I'm I'm kind of a pessimist. I I disguise it as realism, but I'm kind of a pessimist, and I can tend to always predict something bad happening you know when really i just kind of swing for the fences on it every time like ah it's almost a hedge to where i i could hopefully reverse <laughs> psychology my way out of it but like your son's never not going to do that your son's four years old he's got you know uh it, it just everything is is an eye opener to him so i yeah. i do think i do tend to see you do tend to be shocked by children the way they say mm -hmm. you know and, and just the way like whoa how'd you know you know like like they can yeah. look at you and go you're sad like i've had a kid look at me and go you're sad and i'm not like i was like laughing five minutes ago but they can tell i'm just like yeah, yeah, I am. What the hell? Yeah, bad yeah. night last night. Like it's, it's weird. Yeah, and and look, I'm I'm also equally capable of believing believing that it's just a random fluke. Sure. Right? Like you you have to you have to be able to see both sides so that you don't get because there are people out there who you know if you know for instance if you were involved in any of these uh, you know classified programs the um, special access programs like Stargate, Sunstreak, uh, mm -hmm. Centerlane, all that stuff. Um, you know, there are people who work for intelligence agencies whose job is to disseminate disinformation, right? And to mm -hmm. discredit you and make you look like a clown, which is what, you know, the men, like look at General Stubblebeim in uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, the guy who's trying to, who's, who's played by uh, Lang, I forget his first name, but... Um, uh, who's running through walls, right? Like, or running at walls and like knocking himself out and looking like an idiot, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. that's intentional, yeah. right? Um, there's some documentaries on that. Um, I think Dr. Morehouse was telling me there's one documentary, this guy wanted to put him in and he, he said, no, nah, I don't think so. And when they showed General Stubblebeim, right? They had like a purple haze, like making him, you know, <laughs> look, uh, look, look like he was on LSD. And then when they right. showed Mel Riley, Right. They had him in like yeah. full, like Indi like uh, American Indian regalia. Right. Yeah, Rather than yeah, just yeah. like interviewing him in like a suit and tie and make him uh -huh. look like a clown. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. you have to be, you have to be really careful about. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's a t an attempt to be like, that was just like the sixties man. Like that kind of vibe where they're like, Oh, we weren't, yeah, we were doing it, but we weren't like doing it. You know, yeah. like, like pineapple like, express, the beginning of the movie pineapple <laughs> express always yeah. gets me where it's like, yeah. You know, they're, they're just all these weird kind of MK Ultra adjacent kind of things. Where and, yeah. you just may, I mean, of course, it's a comedy movie. You're going to try to make every part of it funny. I don't. I don't think that everything is an intelligence op as far as that goes. Right. But right. But you can right. you can tell that when when if if I bring up MK Ultra to someone who's only seen Pineapple Express <laughs> or something like that, they would go. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that was just some mm -hmm. dumb thing they did back then. Yeah, and MK Ultra was real. Like, like <laughs> yeah, Sidney easily. Gottlieb, like, did did that stuff. Yeah. Like, he was putting uh, LSD and, uh, you know, infecting Johns in San Francisco and, and things like that. And um, yeah. I, you know, as an example, Ted, Ted Kaczynski. You know, mm -hmm. Ted Kaczynski was part of... Um, <laughs> participated in an MK ultra experiment experiment. Yeah. They were like Harvard. holding his hand through his whole life. Like, Hey, come here, check this. Out. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they basically <laughs> forced him to have almost a psychotic break when he was an undergrad at Harvard. Damn. Right. So yeah. like, I'm not saying that they intended for him to go, you know, start blowing people up as the Unabomber, but you know, they, they were doing running all these sorts of experiments. Um, mm -hmm. To the point where, like, I even like if you look at Skinwalker Ranch, I half wonder, mm -hmm. is that is that like an experiment? Like they're experimenting on humans there to see how they react, like psychedelics. To, 
it could be psychedelics. It could be some, it could be infrasound. They want to see how they, again, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying I believe that. No, 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 no. But there, there are like a number of different, like you always have to ask yourself, uh, you know, what's, what's Occam's razor in this? Like what's the most reasonable explanation for what's going on here? Now, could it be an area in the, in the, um, in the West that, uh, like there's portal activity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could be that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's no real explanation. The problem is, is there is no explanation. So we mm-hmm. can tend to jump to anything, right? Like we that we, tend- that, that we, that we know of. Yeah, right? that's true. That we have access yeah. that we're privy to. Yeah, and exactly. Speaking of making stuff phony, how whack is the Skinwalker Ranch show? You're just, you're, I, do you guys watch that? It's like, what? I've is never this? seen It's so like, I just thought that I, I've been, Cargo. I've been trying to get Travis yeah. on my show like forever. Oh, like, that'd be sick. <laughs> but, but like, look, yeah. they, like, they, like, I, I, like, like, I need subscribe. I need subscribers. It's, it's tough. Like, it's tough yeah. out here. Yeah. This, yeah. You get left on scene sometimes. It's, it's sure. not great. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, no, I, I know, I know the feeling. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just obviously with like a, like a military background and, and, and all that, um, do you kind of do you have like fellow people that you still keep in touch with? Do you like share some of this, some of some of the uh, stuff that you know? And if so, do, do they look at you weird? Because I've military. I don't know if you guys talked about this before I got on here, so forgive me. But the there's definitely I, I meet a bunch of people that were in the service, and some guys are straight and narrow, just kind of look what I did was this. I served my country and boom, boom, boom. Everything we did was this. And then some people are like, man, you don't know the half of it, you know? <laughs> and, and uh, do you, do you kind of struggle with that with some of your uh, fellow people from the service? Good question. Um, they, they, I don't, but I am able to talk about things in a language that they understand. And I have, you know, I've worked for, I've worked for serious credible people right Mm -hmm. so uh, i'm not going to say anything on the podcast about this but like look at who my thesis advisor like look what he did after he was my thesis advisor right so um there so and again i'm very careful i try to be very careful with what i say and do because the approach i think you have to take is just I'm not like a wild eye believer. I don't say like aliens are real, man. Like they're definitely real. Right. Right. Um, the way I approach it is there are people who've had these experiences. Um, some of them are just schizophrenic. Some of them are, you know, interested in garnering attention, but then there are some highly credible witnesses where things have, have happened. Um, and then there's other things that just, People cannot explain. So here, here's another. Have you guys ever done 23andMe, got your DNA test? Yeah, unfortunately, I've tried it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I guess I don't want to violate HIPAA or anything like that, but uh, what percentage was in other for you? Oh, man, it was like 4 or 5% or something. Yeah. Have you ever asked yourself what that other was? Uh I thought about it, but yeah, no, I, I have you I, ever asked 23 and me what that other was? <laughs> no, no. Well, if you did, the answer is they don't know. That's based as fuck. Dude. Yeah. I like so, it. Like, I mean, I, I, like, look, I don't, I, I, I don't I'm know. not, I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, uh, you know, what the answer to that is. I'm sure you can speculate, but there are, there, there are still a ton of things that we, right. we can't explain. Like there's a veneer 
of civilization where leaders have to pretend like they have all the answers. And at the end of the day, they're just monkeys like we are. Um, they might be, you know, either charismatic or psychopathic, right? Like uh, most politicians are, um, or they might be highly intelligent, right? Like, so people who complain about the deep state, um, I like, thank God we have one because if we didn't, we'd have these morons running around who are elected politicians who don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, and I can understand why if there are deeper um, special access programs, why they're unable to get information about these programs. Cause if they got the information, they wouldn't know what to do with it and they probably yeah. wouldn't handle it in an intelligent manner. So, so I mean, it is, it is, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth there, but do you, do you think that maybe the classified is good sometimes? <laughs> like, you know, when yeah. things are caught. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's let, 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 again, I'm going to, I'm a science fiction writer, so I can, I can speculate like crazy. Uh -huh. oh, uh, yeah. So I want to be very clear. I don't, I don't believe this is a strong possibility, but I'm going to throw it out there. Let's say that um, let's take the weak hypothesis of alien or extraterrestrial contact. Let's say that something did crash in Roswell, right? And we've recovered, you know, something. Um, but let's say that's that's it, right? Let's and let's say that the government is aware that people are being abducted uh, without, you know, um, without their will, uh, and with utter impunity. Hmm. And that's and let's let's say that's all we know. If you're the president of the United States, how do you message that? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, uh, like, yeah. Either you like, how do you message that? Like, there, there are these beings. We don't know where they're from. We don't know if they're from space. We don't mm -hmm. know if they're demons. We don't know if they're from uh, interdimensional. Um, we don't even know if there's, there's just a natural phenomena that's been here forever that is uh, codependent on us that lives in this world. We don't know if they're humans from the future. We have yeah. no idea, yeah. and they, we can't stop them. That you know, seven hundred billion dollar defense budget that we're spending money on, there's 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 nothing. They completely outclass us. They mm -hmm. can do to us with impunity whatever they want. Huh. How how would you how would you explain that to the American people? Yeah, in I a mean, way you, that doesn't cause panic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you'd almost have to go. I mean, I'm not not. I know that was a little bit rhetorical, but I I would you'd have to go almost go theological. <laughs> I feel like it's the end of times. Sorry, yeah. guys. That's yeah, but but again, yeah. it, it might. So that's like the weak, what I call the weak um, right, extraterrestrial right. hypothesis. Let's take the other. Let's take the other extreme. Let's say, um, you know, let, 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 let's say, and again, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff is disinformation too, right? I, I just don't know which is and which isn't because sometimes some of this was deliberately created to hide the existence of our nuclear program or to hide the existence of skunk works uh you know uh -huh. um development of like stealth fighters stealth bombers aurora yeah. all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. um so and some of it is meant to see if uh you know people who have security clearances will leak uh information that was specifically tailored to them to see if they would leak information right yeah. so if you listen to the bob lazar story he he says that look they gave me briefing materials that said these nine uh, recovered uh, craft were some of some of them were recovered from archaeological expeditions. Wow, is that true? Yeah, maybe. 
right? <laughs> or yeah. or he's making it up, or uh, it was placed there to see to specifically identify him as the yep. leaker if it leaked. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Let, let's take the strong form of like the hypothesis, which would be that um, we've known about them for years. We have like some technological agreement development programs with them. Uh, but let's say that let's say something like that has happened and people are keeping it secret. If you're the government and you're getting these these materials, um, even if you don't have an agreement, let's say you don't have an agreement. Let's say that something that is developed by a civilization that's been around for a million years, um, you know, we we have access to it. We don't. We're unlikely to even have the metallurgy to be capable of figuring <laughs> out how they fuse the materials together in order to produce a certain effect. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, we might be able to get ideas about how things work, um, like the transistor, the transistor, fiber optics, things like that. But it would be like, you know, dropping a an iPhone. Um, it wouldn't even be like this, but it would be like in ancient Rome and having them try to figure out how to reverse engineer it. Right. And yeah. that's not even a fair comparison because that was you know, 2000 years ago or a thousand uh -huh. years, ago, whatever, several thousand years ago. So, uh, you know, if you have that technology, the last thing you want to do is announce to the world that you have it because then you announce to your adversaries that you have that material. Yeah. They're going to want to try to reverse engineer it. And you're stuck in this, um, you know, we all want to believe we have noble intent and things like that. But um, it's something like that, you know, you're probably going to want to protect it. And you're probably going to, going to yeah. want to keep it secret so you can extract as much of, the, much of the information as you possibly can. Go to the extreme form of that hypothesis that they, you know, that we have agreements with them and things like that. Um, Again, if it's not everyone in the world, uh, you know, you want to keep that secret for as long as possible so you could extract as many of those secrets as you can. And then the other question on the other side of that is, would we give them in return? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, additionally, like, how do you keep it secret? Well, the way you keep it secret is you can't have the government do it because it's subject to FOIA requests. So you subcontract it to a bunch of different corporations. Well, who chose those corporations? Yeah. Right. So if Lockheed Martin's getting all this free technology and their competitors, a slew of competitors have gone bankrupt over the decades. What happens when you release the fact that you share this, this information with them, mm. right? Massive lawsuits, right? Yeah. It's anti, it's anti-competitive. There's all sorts of, there's all sorts of implications that um, you open up a, a you know, be, be a bees hive of problems if you were to disclose any of this stuff not to mention like why you know if you have something like zero point energy and uh you know you, you suddenly drop that on the public there's going to be millions if not billions not billions but uh, hundreds of millions of people out of work because like what do you need the fossil fuel industry for yeah right what do you need um not only that like you, you kind of discourage science right because you know, you're, you're going to stifle the ability of us just to figure things out. Mm -hmm. So anyway, there's a number of reasons why it wouldn't. We could, and the other thing is like, 
maybe the deal was to let these people abduct, uh, you know, humans. Yeah. You know, Americans, right? Like, that's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, anyway, there's there's a, there's a number of different reasons, but from my understanding, um, I would be shocked if there wasn't if we didn't have something. Yeah. Have you have you ever heard the Jackie Gleason story with uh? Yeah, where uh, was it? Uh, Nixon. Nixon, Nixon yeah. showed him something. The, yeah. So apparently, this for anyone that hasn't heard this, Nixon and Jackie Gleason were friends in this in the sixties, I think, and like they Nixon one one night was like, "Hey, I got something to show you. Come here." And they like took a limo ride out to this base. I think it was in Florida, and uh. So this is all coming from Jackie Gleason's wife, who basically said that he went with Nixon to this secret underground base. Apparently, got shown in like a like an alien body, a real alien body that they had found or something, or kept kept under glass. I don't know exactly. And it freaked out Jackie Gleason so much that he he was never the same the rest of his life. Like it was just like completely like he's yeah, literally never the same. So like <laughs> some real real shit right there like what you know what happened there what did you see you know and yeah and, and i can't remember if it was california if it was underground or but i, I can't remember but, but at the end like the the, the base of the, the bottom line of the story is that nixon showed him something and it freaked him out yeah. um i don't know if that story's like i don't know why nixon would be that irresponsible <laughs> yeah okay, right but it's i mean it's I, I can't i can't prove it's not true right yeah i can't prove it's true either so Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, so where, where do you take this from here? You know, with, cause we, we got into it at the same time, this, this RV stuff kind of, you know, like 2018, I think it was maybe a year later for me, 2019. And it's so, it's definitely, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's changed me for sure. Where, especially that first time I got a hit and I was like, Oh, this is real, you know? And it's, it's not like a huge effect. It's not like you're moving like levitating shit with your mind or anything, but it's definitely, it gave me, I kind of always believed this stuff, you know, my whole life, but it gave me a, like an outlet to actually uh, do it rigorously and consistently and to actually build it, you know, and, and it's easy and it's free, you know, and it's just endlessly, it's endlessly like entertaining, you know, you just, you just keep getting hits and you know, not every time you get one, but you get enough to where you're like, something's going on here. And I just, I want to keep honing this and get to the bottom of it, you know? And man, I love that Lynn interview. He's my, there's a lot of like cool RV, RV, military RV guys. Yeah. And like a lot of like, I don't know, a lot of them, like I don't vibe with a lot of times, but Lynn is like the, the real deal, the OG. And he's, he's like, he's, un yeah. he's understated too. Like yeah. there's mm -hmm. he, that man knows a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. he keeps it. He, I mean, yeah. by necessity he has mm -hmm. to keep some of it close to the vest. Cause he's still bound by um, his mm -hmm. security oath when he was in the military. Yeah. So, but mm -hmm. I mean, there's, like even the he's done pro, like a project and also just standard non-disclosure agreements when he's done work for corporations. When totally. They, you know, yeah. look at the, you know, try to see what's going to happen in the future and things like that. Um, there was one remote viewing project he did. I don't know if it was one session, it's probably multiple sessions in 1998, which, you know, so the results that he got were pretty, pretty disturbing. Um, so yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. 
and you got yeah. parts two and three coming out too. And I'm I'm glad that we got part one before we recorded tonight. Yeah, because Glenn, you watched it. I did. You? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I watched I watched and I I thought I found him great. I love. I, now the term he used uh, that I was a little unclear on was the thing where he got angry and like where he felt like when people get was it oh, PK? PK PK Psych- yeah, yeah psychokinetic yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I've never heard of that at all. And um, is there anybody else that's reporting stuff like this too, or um, th- there there might be, but I haven't. Right. I haven't heard anything. Uh, but I can, would... I can I uh, can I just interject real quick? I I just listened to a thing. Do you listen to New Thinking Aloud by that guy Jeffrey? Is it Jeffrey Mis- Mishlo? Mis- Mi- yeah, Mishlo. Mishlo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's a great show. And it's funny. It's super like. Like eighties, uh, new age. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. like that's the music. It's fucking rad. But he, there was some guy he interviewed again, a super understated guy. I don't think he was a, I don't think he was a military guy. But he he was into like PK with respect to like Vegas and dice throws and stuff like that. You know, with doing it in groups. And I listened to, and you know, I'm into like, you know, like we're you know we're getting into the NFL stuff, and we're you know we're we're into that scene, you know, and that whole thing, and. uh so I, I was like, yeah, I want to listen to this. And so he did the first part and he's talking all about how doing the, doing the Vegas odds and kind of you do it in groups and it's, it's all really positive. He's like, you got to be positive for this to work. You got to, you got to open your heart. You got to do all this stuff. And then the second one, <laughs> the second part of the interview, he goes even deeper and he's like, it's like, yes, yeah, so we we were doing these, uh, these PK projects, you know, the psychokinesis stuff. And he starts. And again, like he, I don't think this dude's making this shit up. Like I, I got a good meter for that kind of stuff, you know? And, and he's talking about people like holding fluorescent light bulbs and getting them to glow for like anywhere from half a second to three seconds, just with their mind, you know? And I'm, I'm like, okay, like I could, I could believe that. Like that's, there's definitely, I could see a mechanism where that could happen, you know? And it's kind of like the Egyptians had static electricity, but they couldn't harness it. So they're like shocking each other and doing the hair thing. But they didn't have like cables running around, right? That came f- a couple thousand years later, or whatever. So I think I I think something's there. And then he starts talking about spoon bending, right? And I'm like, come on, like what? You know, spoon is that real? And then, uh, and then I like, uh, what happened? Like, oh, he was saying he's like he's like yeah, I was super skeptical about it, and then I saw my neighbor do it next to me, you know, in my group, and then <clears throat> I look back. And pardon me, and my my spoons bent, and it's like it happened, you know. And I brought my own fucking spoon and all this stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, this dude could be making this up, but it's like, yo, like if he's not, that's crazy. That's some. Well, that's what they call General Stubblebeam. They call him um, General General Spoon Spender, uh, <laughs> ah, Spoon Bender, yeah. because he would have these spoon bending parties. Like, look, a lot of these guys were, you know, yeah, you know, a little 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 kooky. Like I wouldn't lead <laughs> with that, but that's how he would find people who had um, abilities. But again, I've never, I've never tried it. I've never seen it. So I can't really Uh speak on the veracity of it. Um, In terms of PK abilities, the, the only person I've ever spoken to who claimed that was Lynn. Um, But given that he was in the remote viewing unit and actually demonstrated other things, I, you know, I tend to believe him. The, the place to look is people who claim to have poltergeist sightings Mm. right where they have flickering lights and things like that it might not be a poltergeist it might be it might be them 
So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that almost seems like to me, if I were to say, like, because I, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know how you explain his story because right, somebody made him really mad, like kind of like played a joke on him, I think, or something. And then it, it wasn't went, a joke. Like, or not it a was. Joke. Yeah. Imagine being in a room with twelve generals, right? And and you like flip the switch, and your like slides don't work, and then some guy <laughs> walking out the door is just like, "Gotcha." Damn, like right. you want to throttle that son of a bitch, right? Wow. Exactly. So that yeah. um that happens now. The one if I were to actually kind of put on my kind of sci-fi hat, if I were to say like the only thing way that would make sense to me is if a bunch of other people had the exact same thing happen to them at that moment you know uh, and then uh, having it caught like like just there's a, a bunch of people that have pk yeah. right that are just or at least can tap into that um and everything switches you know uh-huh. this person's getting something to happen to them a kid that might have it is having embarrassed got his pants pulled down at school you uh-huh. know all this other stuff happens at once and then it just creates this weird force of energy that that does that it's like the only way that makes sense to me though because and and we're talking about uh-huh. older computers too right i mean yeah. so maybe yeah could just be bad you know but like <laughs> i don't know it, 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 no it, no it was like like he it wasn't it wasn't like the 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 scene you saw with um lynn walking walking by those computers in the you know where they just kind of went to the blue screen of death or whatever it was called like that's mm-hmm. not what really happened what really <laughs> happened is like the lights like everything went right. dead in, wow. in a in like a in a in a nato communications node well, what's ironic is that that set off his whole career too. It's because the general was like, "Oh shit, you got some powers." You know? Right. That's the wild thing about that story. Yeah. And do they do like? To me, I, I almost wonder. That's also kind of a common trope too. Is that whenever somebody has a special, special ability or something, there's always like a nefarious military guy that's mm-hmm. been watching him since birth, right? Or has been <laughs> tracking that. That seems to be thing. Like, do you think like? can this be bred in people? Like it almost seems like this, this could be like bred in, in some people like, or almost like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, harvest or at least like bred to harvest out of people, like in, in a sense where like, it just always seems to be military related, at least when you see in like movies and stuff, you know, like it always, well, seems I like- mean, it, mm-hmm. I mean the first, the first, the first thing that you would like the military people, um, there, there's, there's just obvious applications for that. Yeah. Right. Like how do you use, how do you use PK in a business? No, <laughs> right? Like you might be able to use it on light business, maybe. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, you might be able to use change the slideshow with your mind. You're like, yeah, you don't even need to <laughs> your PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's 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 not helpful. But like in the military, mm-hmm. you know, like if I could take out the Soviet communication system, you know, back in the '80s when he was there, like that's 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 a pretty reasonable application for that ability. Okay, so talk right? about yeah, because that. I wanted to ask you about that, the remote influencing stuff, because he's always a little unclear about it. And I understand why, because it's classified and stuff. But what did you glean from the remote? So, you know, remote viewing is when you view a target. Remote influencing is when you influence a target. And of course, that opened up a whole can of worms Mm -hmm. about ethics. And obviously, most things that this is just my opinion in the universe, you want to do for good and for the positive. And, you know, if you do stuff for the negative probably will come back at you at some point, you know? So I don't, what do you think about the remote influencing? So the way he explained it is he's like, it's not, he's like, I wouldn't describe it. He's like, it was called remote influencing, but it's more like remote persuasion. Mm. Right. So it's like you're interrogating somebody on a subconscious level. Mm. So their subconscious can resist. uh, But it's like, it would be like, um, 
you nagging your wife for 200 days, <laughs> right? And eventually she's just, uh, she just finally just breaks down yeah. and said, fine, fine, right. I'll, I'll, yeah. fine. You, you, you have, or you subtly like pick at something for, he said it's very like, it's not something you can just do overnight. Like you have to uh -huh. pick at that person mm -hmm. uh. for a very, very, very long period of time and effectively persuade them. He, he called it more like it's remote persuasion. Right. You right. can't make you can't make anybody do something they don't want to do. Yeah. Right. But you can persuade them of your point of view. It would just be like persuading them in real life. You're just doing it on a, on a subconscious level. Yeah. Yeah. And you I mean, I can see it in a sense like and maybe it's not related to this, but not to get graphic or anything. But like it's like if you were to watch somebody vomit and then you become nauseous, you're not sick. You know what I mean? You're right. not. sick, right. But you watched that person do that. And it's kind of like, OK, I'm getting sick now. Right. I don't have this bug that this person has. I didn't eat what they ate. I didn't anything, but but all of a sudden I'm I'm influenced by at least what they just did, you know, to yeah. to do that. Yeah, as an example, are you familiar with the like the gorilla experiment where mm -hmm. there's people passing a ball back and forth? No. Okay, so there's maybe maybe I should just uh I mean I could take you through it, but I'd probably ruin it if I told you. Um but the way the experiment is is they ask a group of people to watch a film and it's a bunch of people just passing a ball back and forth. And the experimenter says, I just, just count the number of, of times that the balls passed back and forth. Hmm. Okay. So people go through it and they'll be like, Oh, it was 10 times. It was 10, this and that. And they'll say like, did you, did, did you see something when you did it? Like, did you see anything else? And no, I just saw people. Did you see the gorilla? And they're like, yeah, what are you talking about? Right? Yeah. And like, watch it again. And if you watch it again, there's like this gorilla. He's just like, hey, what's up? He's just walking through, <laughs> like, as they're passing the ball. And because you're focused, right? Your focus is distracted on the ball. You don't see him. Like, you literally don't see the gorilla until you're, at, and it's not like he's hiding. No. He just casually walks through the, I think. So, yeah. There's probably an element of that. Totally. I, well. I, I actually, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of believe in remote influencing, even maybe more than remote viewing, as far as like how mm -hmm. anybody can. I mean, at the end of the day, I've, I've been around places where I'll go, man, it's kind of cold, kind of cold today, isn't it? You know, and mm -hmm. I'm not, and the person's not particularly cold. And all of a sudden they put on a sweatshirt. You know, it's like, it's this weird concept where yeah. I, is that remote influence? Probably not. It's probably just something else. But I, I see it's, that. It's influencing. It's just not remote influence. Right. It's right? not remote. But I can right. see, I can just see the, um, you know, I can see that being, because like even remote viewing, like what, what, what Sai has been doing has been, is at the end of the day, he's still picking between two binary outcomes, right? Yeah. To where like it is, we don't have a control. We kind of do. I, I kind of play as the control a little bit too, mm -hmm. as with my picks. But they're they're, you know, we don't have that. So yeah. I mean, it's I one guy doing one thing. It's one guy know. doing one thing. He could easily just have a NFL pick record of just fifty two percent. I mean, it's happened. Yeah. Many people do. I mean, it's it could happen. So it is tough to um, to put that. But now, if I, could he speak some of these? In, could this be spoken into existence? Some of the stuff I don't know. I don't know if we believe in speaking into existence. I don't know if you if you can or, or if that's if that's true or not. But I think that's the. I think the way that actually the military, not just using limb as a as a as a reference, right? As a reference, right? He always said you don't send we don't send the troops in. 
just off of my word, off the remote viewer, that's like right. the cardinal sin. But if everything lines up, and even he is kind of like, yeah, no, this is the, his his picking does that. Then I think you, you kind of have to have a network, right? Is that, is that I guess is what I'm getting at. It has to mm-hmm. like create like a network for this to work. I think. Yeah, like, uh, like if you want it to be really accurate, you want to have. Um, I mean, ideally, if you live in an ideal world, you want to have. 30 or more remote viewers so you have a statistically significant number yeah and then you take all of their you know if you send them to a target you take all of their answers uh particularly a target that you can't that you can't verify right Right. so if you look at the open search outward stuff that they used to do for for shits and giggles right where they would just send somebody to a a quadrant like a a sub quadrant in a random galaxy and say you know look for you know what do what do you see and they would report alien civilizations, stuff like that. Like, could you prove that those alien civilizations were there? No. But if you send 30 people there that don't talk to each other and they're all mm-hmm. reporting the same thing. Right. Right. Yeah. There What's might be some, yeah. some validity to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and they've done a lot of that sort of stuff. And we won't know until, you know, maybe a hundred years from now, if any of that stuff was, was accurate. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and, I, and I just think the point of it to to tell people who might just kind of be looking at us, side eyeing us a little bit, or any any of that. I, I to me, it's like there are people with way more security clearances that put more stock into this stuff, you know, like, and that's confirmed, right? Um, there's even yeah. kind of a sat- satirical movie made about it. Um, there's there's so much more. There there's a lot of people who believe in in remote viewing, at least being as, as a reference point for something. So mm. that's where I remember when, when Cy was originally telling me about this, I was like, yeah, you know, okay, sure. But then when you start hearing about like, no, it's, it's been, it's not new. Right. Yeah. It's, new to us. it's not new to, not new to this. I, that's when my ears perked up. Cause I, it's like, yeah, I mean, it was developed by a psychic and two laser physicists, right? Like with PhDs. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and, and they did like a three year scientific study where they used statistics to show whether or not it was better than chance. And it was. Yeah. And there's a lot of other stuff too. Like, there was a uh, Princeton had like a um, something pa- called pair. Pair. Right. Yeah. The paranormal. What was it? What it? Yeah. What did that stand for? Uh, it's like a paranormal X, X something and anomalic and extrasensory. Anomalic, yeah. Research or something. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, they had that yeah, for they like, did like global years. consciousness study, like anomalies and like, like Princeton a number generator for global anomalies events. research lab. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they had I that for like thing, 30 years. And that's the thing. I think the thing people don't understand about like the mathematics of this is how you can have like an effect can be rather small, but extremely reliable and provable. So like the 55% thing that like gets thrown around by like gamblers or whatever, you know, if you at 55% over thousands and thousands and thousands of trials, that's not chance. That's something more than chance. You well, know? I mean, it depends on what the base, what the base probability is, right? If you're flipping, yeah. if you're flipping coins, it's, you know, it's not, you know, it's 50% chance you're going to be right, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you're right, you know, if you do 30 coin, 32 coin flips, mm-hmm. right. And you call heads every time and it's heads every time. Yeah. That's, you know, I don't want to do the, the math, but the, the chance of you doing that is, right. is one, you know, is 0.5 to the 32nd power. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, it one in an extremely massive number. It's, it's, 
it's, yeah. it's not chance. So it depends yeah. on what the probability is. But for you yeah. to just get a random set of numbers and you start describing the physical characteristics of, you know, some random target and you draw you, and you, you, you draw a sketch of it and it's reasonably accurate. Like that's not, there's something to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. I, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It's, I used to be kind of one of those practical, everything's got to be practical and you start realizing that kind of is man. And <laughs> we'll say to anybody, I'm, I'm a sports gambler. So, and I know we have some listeners that are, um, you, every, every sports gamblers had some weird inexplicable moment Yeah, where you're like, this is an outcome that could have never happened. Uh-huh. Right. In fact, there's, in my opinion, there could have been a PK, uh, uh, PK moment in the 2012 Super Bowl where the or 2013 Super Bowl where the lights went out in the Superdome. It yeah. completely <laughs> just went out in the middle of in the, in the middle of a game where the lights needed to be on more than ever, you know. Yeah. And just that that goes on. Complete game trajectory changes. Gamblers lost money on that. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens to where I'm like, I at least want to have this as the reference point where. Yeah, I use it for him to pick upsets. Like I'm just like, wow, you really think that could be a huge upset to where you get better odds yeah. on these things? And I might just be like, nah, man, I'm sorry, no chance, and pass that up. But yeah, it's nice to have that option there. That at least there was one kind of, I don't know what the the term yeah. is, one situation where maybe this could happen. You know, and, and that up, yeah, that to anything else, apply that to anything else, right? Like it's just, yeah, yeah, but you got to be careful too, though. You don't want to, you don't want to. Um, that's the other thing too. I think it is a good policy not to publicize your successes, particularly if you were very successful because you will attract attention for sure. Um, You may, you may attract attention from, um, you know, the intelligence community. You might attract attention from the mob, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, true. Good point. So, so, yeah, right, we're doing one very... season, then we're out. Yeah, we're yeah. yeah. Once, if yeah, you yeah. see us stop, it's because we hit the your own six was planned. We were we had yeah, exactly. eyes on us. The <laughs> yeah. last own six that you did. Yeah. Well, I mean that's yeah. what I mean. Even even at even yeah. at uh, like if you're if you're if you have a hot hand at one of these casinos, mm-hmm. right? That's why they come over to you and they try to comp yeah. you. Hundred yeah. percent. Right? Because yeah. they they want to. And then if you're you know so successful, like such that it's such a statistical anomaly, they'll try to prove they're cheating. And even if you're not cheating, well, I mean, yeah, is it cheating to use your natural abilities if these yep. abilities are indeed natural, especially if no one acknowledges them? Yeah. And right? it's going to be so, interesting in the next 100, 200, 500 years as people develop this, it's going to change the world in a lot of ways. This, this becomes a more natural skill. Well, that goes back to the question of like, what's that, uh, Glenn, what's that 4%? Your DNA, it's other. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know. Here if they I can't was- trace it. Again, if you ask the company, it would be an interesting answer that you get back because I, I, I my, my understanding is my understanding is that the company doesn't know. No, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I and Glenn's I 90, 96% Irish and 4% Northern Irish. I feel that's, nice. what, that's what that 4 yeah. That's what you think, but yeah, yeah the, <laughs> no, and then my family even did, wanted me to do it. I, I didn't particularly love just sending my saliva into somebody. I wasn't, uh, I didn't even like taking PCR tests, you know, so like I, it would seem kind of kind of weird for me to do but the reason we did it was because my we thought our my grandma which she kind of is uh lying that we were uh this is before all this stuff happened that she was uh polish and um it turns out that the whole time like she just grew up around polish people 
So she just thought like, like their neighbors were Polish. They went to a church that was like Polish Catholic and things like that. And they're Ukrainian and everybody else in the family is like, no, what are you talking about? Like mom and dad, like they're from here. Like you, what are you talking about? And so the funniest thing about it is that the, the reason I did the test, it just came back as Eastern European, that part of it. <laughs> so it didn't, it didn't actually settle anything for me <laughs> like you know oh, that, but but but, did, but it did say other it said eastern european well no there's another part of that too I was, I was <laughs> okay tangential okay kinda. yeah i had other i definitely had some other in there that was like uh, i was just like ah, zimbabwe or something i don't know i just made up a country you know just to just no like, no it's like not like it's other because they can't they can't trace it to any genotypes wow. on the planet <laughs> interesting yeah interesting uh, I, again according to um you know, I, probably, I, I, I was told this off offline so i don't know i don't want to that's fine yeah put it in somebody's yeah yeah uh, but somebody somebody highly credible who who said that and there and there's um the government does like correspond with 23 and me of course they and do. Is, is trying to understand what that other is I just wanted my grandma. I, I just like just let her think she's Polish. We don't have to spit in this tube. Like it's fine, you know. But yeah, yeah. I, I my my family asked me to do it too, and I just refused to do it for other reasons. Which was like, um, why would you volunteer this information? Because in the future you, you can have insurance companies that just look at your genotype and they start pricing your insurance policies based yeah. on. They start trading futures of your health. They're like shorting yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it's like this whole social credit thing. Yeah. Like there's you gotta be careful with some of this other information that you Yeah, that give didn't out. seem like like I was just like this didn't seem necessary, this whole thing. Like I, I get, you know, it's fine to find out where, especially if you don't have any family around and stuff. I, I get that. I get the utility of it, but I was like, this doesn't I don't need to know the two why well, I, I guess now I do need to know the four percent other and I probably never will, but you know, there, I didn't need to know it down to the exact like pie chart of what I am. I'm just like, you know, but my family was like, no, we're all going to do it. It's going to be so fun. And they like bought it for me as a gift. So it was like, extra like pressure, you know, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you're just going to like, you know, going to waste That's that. That's when you get a shirt you don't want for Christmas. You're like, oh, yeah. this is great. Wear it yeah, for grandma. Yeah. Grandma's here. Yeah, Wear it for yeah it's, it's like, it's like triggering Siri or like having an Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. Back, yeah. yeah. And that my, my, day, uh, yeah. my in-laws like got that for my wife and I, and we're like, Same. I'm like, don't, 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 don't turn that thing off. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. even, don't even plug it in. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. And my grandma, when she was, when she was uh, like in her later years, she was like, oh yeah, they use that for mining political data, like from people and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm sure there's more than that. She's like, oh yeah, they just like hear your conversations. And then like, there's like political data for that. And that's how like a lot of polling is like a lot of different times of polling is done. And like hmm. my dad was like, she's old. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she just she's just talking. I was like, nah, man. Like th there's no way that isn't happening. Like, yeah. I was like you know, like with yeah. the NSA and all that kind of stuff happening, it's like there's no way like that. That's that inconceivable that you put up this weird pill shaped like column in the house and and like it picks up on everything. It constantly has this weird ominous orb on it, like like of light. And you're like, nah, this mm -hmm. isn't right. Yeah. So. Yeah, but they only act on like the information that you sure uh, you know request right uh -huh. yeah. yeah it's um i have a friend who was a amazon employee uh, and also an apple employee and he worked on um that area of both businesses and his what he told me was that amazon was much more liberal in what they chose to keep and collect than apple was totally. so not to say that you know i don't know how much apple collects but 
you know, Amazon is very aggressive on what they choose to keep. Yeah. Now, are they doing anything with the information? Probably not. Is the NSA doing anything with the information? Probably not. They're probably just using algorithms to sort uh, particular threat data tied to international national security threats. But I'm, I'm sure they're still hoovering up, um, you know, a lot of the data. Well, same thing with um, there's a lot of government agencies that don't use Zoom because uh, it mm. uh, the data is routed through Chinese servers because I think it's a Chinese-owned business. Same thing with like TikTok. Do you guys have TikTok accounts? That's, oh, I've or, always no, never. I'll never. Well, the yeah. Zoom. I mean, that is that is yeah. like that That's is like, like the number the, one. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, they they collect everything. Not only do they collect everything on the computer that TikTok is on. It's it's the terms of service that they can collect on everything, uh, every computer in the household, mm. or device in the household of that computer. So if you have kids and they just sign up for TikTok, they're collecting. Um, so yeah. I, that's crazy. Yeah, the Zoom thing is because we switched to StreamYard just kind of by happenstance, and we we're both like, man, this is such a better vibe, you know. And that's probably why, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, know. I, I, yeah, I, maybe this I is use, by them too. I have no idea. Yeah, it could be. Well, yeah, yeah I use Zoom, um, but I'm like, I'm fully aware. Like they, they, uh, mm -hmm. they hoovered up my uh not let my uh what is it sf86 security clearance application back in 2014 when they um well they, they, there was there was that massive opm breach mm -hmm. so if you had a security clearance any like you know massive numbers of people who were in the military had their applications stolen by the the chinese and like a cyber hack yeah so um so that like the dod provided like lots of us with a um, an automated identity protection service that triggers, you know, you know, every time like a child molester moves in nearby, I get like a, a notice, a notification <laughs> from the government, like someone so like exposed himself to like, like uh, eight year olds. <laughs> I, I would say I would say three to five times a year somebody wow. moves within two miles. But I mean, some of it's like, Yo. you know. 18 year old like yeah. molested a you know not molested but like right. had sexual relations with a 16 year old to like so and so exposed themselves to a woman yeah. or whatever or a guy like peed in public or something yeah there's like like all types of say like you know there's all types of uh, degrees of yeah not, not not to try to defend pedophiles but there's like there's some people out there who just do something right like, pee in public and suddenly yeah. they're there's a lot of lists they're looped in with pedophiles, right? Yeah, so there's, yeah. there's levels for sure. Absolutely. But um <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean I'm I'm sorry I was late, but I, I it was really, really nice talking to you on here, Sean. Um and if I could just uh, promote your uh your youtube channel and your podcast i, I listen to audio because I'm, I'm at work so it's easy to take it on the go but um on on youtube i think he has a criminally underrated youtube channel uh it's through a glass darkly so i have i have that correct right yeah, so but if they do the search, just do through a glass darkly with Sean because there's with some Sean. guy out okay. there, and we'll link it. We'll link it in this yeah. for sure. Um, it'll be it'll be there for every everybody there. Subscribe to it. I mean, there's lots of really good stuff. I, I mean, I think this our audience, while it's not the biggest audience, we do have a lot of people who very much will find what you have to say interesting on your on your channel. I can I can guarantee that. So everybody, go check that out. Um, and, uh, let's see, since we do have a lot more Twitter, uh, uh, people, that's kind of how we started. Uh, let's make sure we get your Twitter in there. That's at Sean P Hazlett. That's with a Z L E T. 
T-T at the end. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming through, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank yeah you. it was a pleasure. And, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that same. people are, st are starting to get engaged on this stuff because yeah. oh yeah. yeah, I didn't start. I didn't start figuring this stuff out until 2018. Right. So yeah. the civilians are always the latest, aren't they? You know, that's, that's the way it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> so um, anyways, uh, everybody have a safe week. Um, catch you guys on the next one. See you guys later. All right.